my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm doing a special episode of Fuller House. This is going to be a Max episode in honor of Elias Harger, who's celebrating a birthday on October 22nd. Happy birthday, Elias. Yes, the episode I'll be covering today is Season 2, Episode 5, Doggy Daddy, which dropped on Netflix December 9th, 2016. In this episode, a not-so-typical day involves a dance audition, a toddler play date, four chickens, and a vet emergency. Matt comes to an important realization. So that is the IMDb description. Here is the DVD, Season 2 DVD episode description. A not-so... Oh, wow. It's the same exact one as the IMDb, so I'm not going to read it. All right, cool. (laughs) Funny. All right, this has got a 7.3 out of 10 based on 301 ratings. Do we have any guest stars? Let's see. Giuseppe Pignoli is played by Bruno... I'm going to mispronounce this guy's name, and I feel terrible. Tana... Tanayali. Oh, I'm sorry, Bruno. I'm so sorry. All right, and of course, we do have Crystal, who is Matt's girlfriend for like the first five episodes. This is the last time we're ever going to see her. She's played by Gianna Di Donato. Again, if I butchered your name, I am sorry. <laughs> this episode was directed by Katie Gerritsen. Writer Jeff Franklin, we got also written by Aaron Cardillo, Richard Keith, Kate Spurgeon, and Edie Fay. Got some trivia. 11th episode, 11th appearance of Dr. Matt Harmon, or Dr. Harmon. Bruno Tenniali guest stars as a dance coach. Dance coach. He is a judge on ABC's Dancing with the Stars, where Candace Cameron Bure and Jody Sweeten were competitors on separate seasons. It seems like they tend to do that, the callbacks to Dancing with the Stars. And it's just, I, I never got into that show. And I think the only reason they do it is because Candace Cameron Bure and Jody Sweeten were on the show. I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, if, if you watch the show, and you like that sort of thing. I mean, I just, I was never really into the, I, I don't even think I watched an episode of Dancing with the Stars. Same thing with American Idol. I just, or The Voice. I'm just, it's not my thing. All right, we do have one review, of course, by the ever-faithful Power Man Dan. And sadly, does not give it a great review. Gives it a 5 out of 10, in fact. And titles it, Not So Good, May 29th. 2019. After one good episode, Fuller House goes back to duds. Mm. 
Max gets chickens for his One Kid Can Make a Difference project that he names Danny, Jesse, and Joey. Paying more attention to the chickens, he fetches something to Cosmo and he swallows it. DJ and Matt must make an insertion. I don't know why. This simply was lame. Would it help if I had a pet of my own? Probably not. Ramona auditions for a dance school. She will be doing it in front of Bruno. I'm just going to call him Bruno. Bruno T. Well, he is not playing himself. It is cool seeing more famous people on the show. This is actually the only reason to see this episode. Eh, Well, personally, guys, I beg to differ. There are many reasons to watch this episode. DJ organizes a playgroup for Tom. You want to know what this reminds me of? The episode where Jesse's trying to get the twins, Nikki and Alex, kind of involved with other kids and, you know, not clinging to each other so much. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. Support your local parents, season 7, episode 12. Two is the loneliest number. Jesse and Becky are concerned when the twins ignore other kids in their playgroup. Well, when the kids are just socializing by themselves all the time and they're not given opportunities to be around other kids or be separated from each other, they're going to cling to each other because, you know, you know I'm going to cover that episode in the Parenting 101 and Parenting 1. I'm going to do Parenting 101, which I believe is going to be Becky and Jesse. With, you know, dealing with the, with the twins from, you know, the first episode, bringing them home and just different... Different episodes focuses on them parenting the twins. Parenting 102, of course, is going to be all about Danny and his parenting techniques with each of the girls. Of course, I'm sorry, just because I tracked down this review. Tommy is one year old. Can children that age make friends? Well, that is actually what Stephanie said, but she took the words right out of my mouth. Very pointless subplot. Let's just leave it at that. The dance plot is all there. Is that's worth seeing. Nothing else is very good. Well, Power Man Dan, I will have to 100% disagree with the majority of your review. Although, as I always say, people are entitled to their own opinion. They can feel how they want to feel. And I can feel that I disagree 100% with that review. <laughs> there, I think there are many things to like about it. I, You know, every character's doing something different. Everyone's kind of got their own thing going on. And it all kind of collides into one big catastrophe kind of sort of all the little subplots all kind of uh get all tangled up towards me so yeah you know usually i mean i i tend to agree sometimes with power man dan's reviews and there are some that are like oh wow that was harsh but you know like i always say everyone's entitled to their own opinion all right before i get into the episode officially i always like to let the tanner newbies know where they can find the podcast to listen to. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on SoundCloud. You can listen on Podbean. They're pretty much the main. And also, if you're already a Punky Brewster podcast listener, you can also listen on that feed. If you have listened to the Wonder Years episodes on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast, you can also hear the Full House, Fuller House episode podcast episodes on that as well where you can find the podcast on social media if you go to facebook just type in full house podcast fuller house or or fuller house podcast the all my lanta holy chalupas podcast will pop up in the search bar you don't gotta type the entire thing out because 
it's so long. <laughs> Nobody has time to type on the end. Or even if you throw in all my Atlanta or holy chalupas, I'm sure the podcast will pop up there. So also, um, Instagram on <laughs> O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H, Full House, Fuller House Pod. And then O-M-H-C, Full House on Twitter as well. So right now, what I'm focusing on is the Grandparents series. Right now, I'm recording Doggy Daddy the week of the 13th, so it will go out next week. This Friday, I will be releasing the second episode in the Grandparents Day series, which is Granny Tanny. October 30th, I will be releasing... The last episode of the Grandparents series, which is The Last Dance, which I am just getting myself prepped for that episode because I know that one's going to emotionally destroy me and rip my heart to shreds. <sighs> and then, of course, the next that I'm going next series I'm going to do is going to be in November. That's going to be Back to School. I moved in September, so that's why the Grandparents Day got shifted to October, and then, like I said, back-to-school episodes. I'm going to focus on Season 2, DJ and her failing her Spanish class, El Problema de Grande DJ, Season 4, Stephanie and Spellbound with the Spelling Bee, and then, of course, Fuller House with Fast Times at Bayview High, with Jackson and Ramona going to high school. And then, of course, season four's President Fuller, where we see Max in elementary school. He's running for class president against Rose, his friend-slash-girlfriend. And it's kind of a rivalry. Things kind of get a little heated, and luckily Max learns a lesson. And also, Thanksgiving, there is one more Fuller House Thanksgiving-centered episode from Season 5, the latest season, the final season of Fuller House, entitled Cold Turkey. I will be reviewing that, and I will release it on Thanksgiving Day for all of you who are looking to have something to listen to, whether you're traveling to a family member's house or say you're in the kitchen, you know, making your turkey and getting all your fixings while you're waiting for your family to show up. You got something to listen to on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) And of course, the last thing, for the regular listeners, for the new listeners, I always like to let you know if you're enjoying the podcast, in order to get the podcast out there with so other Full House, Fuller House fanatics like yourselves can find it, it's got to have reviews. So... Just jump on the old Apple Podcast iTunes, write a review, use emojis, describe characters, describe episodes. I'll try my best to guess what ones they are. And just have fun with it. Just uh, just have fun. So, alright, yeah. Without further ado, let's jump right into Season 2, Episode 5, Doggy Daddy. Alright, so we come out of the intro, we're in the living room, we got Stephanie just chilling on the couch reading a book, in comes Kimmy and Ramona, who are moving, (laughs) 
Kimmy is moving the couch back with Stephanie still on it. And Ramona is moving the little end table nightstand back. Of course, most likely to create room. Oh, this is interesting. I just noticed that, yeah, they're uh, creating room. Probably going to move that rug back so that way Ramona can dance without causing any injury to herself, without stepping on anything. So, but the one thing I did notice, the coffee table has got little um, foam, like, parts on the end and along the sides, which is, of course, for baby Tommy, who's about a, a year old, and he's starting to walk, probably using the coffee table for balance and stuff. But I like they got, like, little foam bumpers on the ends and the sides to protect so that way he doesn't like slip and fall and like bump his chin on anything but I, I just I, I don't have kids myself but I like that this show is showing stuff like that like DJ is a very protective mother not that Danny wasn't a protective father for his kids but you definitely see when the sh- Full House started in 87 versus, you know, Fuller House in season, tw- you know, 1, 2016, there's been a-, a lot of changes when it comes to children's safety and stuff like that. I just like that the show is kind of putting that in there. Because now that I think about it, if I go back and watch, you know, season episodes, you know, even episodes of season one and stuff. Or even with Nikki and Alex when they're young, like, try to, like, hey, see, does the outlets have, like, little outlet covers and stuff on them to protect, you know, kids from sticking, like, forks or their fingers in the outlets or something like that. I don't know. I just, I like this. I like how Stephanie finally pulls herself out of her book and looks up and it's like, hey, where's my couch going? This is my lazy Sunday. Oh, Kimmy, I love this dig. And she's like, as opposed to your lazy Monday through Saturday. Oh, through the doorway, you can see the laundry room set up. And it's got one of the, it's a royal, it looks like that royal, the color, the royal blue sweater that DJ, you know, for Valentine's Day, the little shop of sweaters episode. But it's one, it's a front loader one. And it's, it is kind of cool how we see it more now than like on Fuller House when you could see there's something back there, but you really had to like walk because from the living room you can you can see it now, but on Full House you can see there's definitely something back there, but you would have a clear shot of the laundry room from the kitchen. But I'm just I I think this is so cool. Danny would be so proud of DJ. Look, she's got, like, her laundry detergent lined up. She's got little um, cloth-like containers for other things. Probably fabric, you know, soft laundry sheets, stuff like that. It, Danny would be so pri- proud. Stephanie, of course, sits up and is like, yeah, it just so happens that I have a very hectic life. I'm like... Let me see here. In season two, Stephanie kind of begins her entry into the music world with creating the Boy Next Door song. 
This is Lazy Sunday, and she is relaxing with one of her rock star biographies. Who's she reading about? Oh, a magazine that got Vanity Fair. Oh, yeah, she's reading about Tina Turner, Janis Joplin, Ariana Grande. I love the face that Stephanie makes when she looks down at like, oh, yeah. Well, it's mostly pictures. It definitely does look like a a, de- a medium-sized coffee table book, that one does. Pignole, that is Giuseppe Pignole, senor. Um, as Kimmy is telling Stephanie, Ramona needs the living room for her big audition for the, oh, he's world-renowned dance coach, senor Giuseppe Pignole. So the G is silent. Okay, gotcha. Well, Ramona is really excited. She says, if he likes me, he's my ticket to the San Francisco School of the Arts. So does that mean that instead of Bayview, then she just go to the San Francisco School of the Arts? Because I thought, like, for, you know, young movie stars and stuff, like, they went to this Los Angeles school for, like, actors. or It was like a regular school, but it also, I thought, pertained to actors. It's like where all the young actors go. I I don't know. I'm just guessing. Oh, we get a Miley Cyrus reference here. As Ramona says, when he took on Miley Cyrus, she could barely even twerk. I want to look up the definition of twerking. Dance to popular music in a sexually provocative manner manner involving thrusting hip movements and a low squatting stance. Just wait till I, okay, interesting. What is okay, early nineteenth century perhaps a blend of twitch or twist and jerk in modern sense, probably influenced by work. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So it looks like this living room is the place to be because not only does Ramona need it, DJ needs it for Tommy for his play date. You guys, I thought DJ had a scheduler, didn't you? Or is that only for Thanksgiving? So DJ says, well, I need the living room. I have two toddlers coming over from our mommy and me group. I love how DJ's just beaming, like, oh, I need Tommy to make some friends. It's kind of interesting now if I relate this back to Michelle. When did she start making friends? Girl. I thought it was like when she was in preschool and then kindergarten, because she had met, well, she wasn't friends with Aaron in preschool, no. She had met Teddy, because Teddy was her friend. So she didn't really start making friends until she was able to, you know, form words and syllables and walk and talk and all that good stuff. But it's never too early to start making friends. Of course, oh, here we go with Stephanie. Like, can one-year-olds really make friends? (laughs) Oh, Stephanie. She's like, they have the vocabulary of a carrot. DJ just looks at Tommy and says, show her you're not a carrot. And I love how Tommy just kind of looks at Stephanie like, I don't know what to do here. And he just kind of looks back at DJ. And she's like, okay, he's a carrot. <laughs> hey, 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 where is my couch going? This is my lazy Sunday. 
opposed to your lazy Monday through Saturday. <laughs> it just so happens that I have a very hectic life. But today, I'm relaxing with my rock star biographies. Got Tina Turner and Janis Joplin and Ariana Grande. It's mostly pictures. <laughs> Sorry, but Ramona needs the room for her big audition for world-renowned dance coach, Signore Giuseppe Pignoli. If he likes me, he's my ticket to the San Francisco School of the Arts. Giuseppe's the best. When he took on Miley Cyrus, she could barely even twerk. <laughs> oh, thanks for moving the furniture. More room for Tommy's play date. Whoa, 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 what play date? I need the living room. Oh, so do I. I have two toddlers coming over from our mommy and me group. I need Tommy to make some friends. Can one-year-olds really make friends? <laughs> they have the vocabulary of a carrot. <laughs> Show her you're not a carrot. Okay, he's a carrot. So actually now as I'm watching this, I notice that all like the main plot and the subplots are all being introduced into this amount of time. We have Ramona and her audition with Senor Giuseppe. We have Stephanie and she just wants to hang out on a lazy Sunday reading her rock star biographies. We have DJ and her mommy and me Tommy Playdate. And now we have Max coming through the front door with a definitely the radio flyer wagons have definitely changed. They've definitely evolved from I remember the radio flyer wagons being made of metal. Well, when he brings in I love he's just like, look, it's Farmer Jones. <laughs> no, it's Farmer Max wearing the overalls and the the white t-shirt underneath. And he has got a plastic or a radio flyer wagon. And I love how he's got this set up with like three chickens inside of it. One is kind of a a honey like blonde the other one is more like a kind of a rust red color and the other one is just charcoal black and i love how he's got the like the you know how chickens and chicken wire kind of go together because you know you got to keep them in, in contained and i like how he's got that little you know set up around them with with the chicken wire and, and the wood and everything like that i just think that's so adorable so yeah, this is Max's subplot in Season 2, Episode 1, Welcome Back. He started a little campaign, uh, environment campaign that he wanted to focus on called One Kid Can Make a Difference, where he is doing some environmentally, environmental projects. That kind of is what he does. That's kind of his thing going in you know, through season two and everything, what he's going to focus on. Okay, chickens, welcome to your new home. <laughs> <laughs> A little up here. Uh, Max, what are those? Wow, you really did grow up in the city. <laughs> <laughs> city shaming. <laughs> They're chickens. The goofy one is Joey. The one with the big beak is Danny. And the one with the Elvis hair is Jesse. Uh, oh, that's great, eh? I meant, how did you get them? Fernando took me to the chicken store. It's a part of my One Kid Can Make a Difference project. 
I have a chicken store? We talked about this. <laughs> we talked about you starting a little backyard sustainable farm. You can't have a farm without chickens. Just ask old McDonald. He had a cluck cluck everywhere. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, I did not know until today that a chicken could get car sick. Oh, God. <laughs> did you buy Max three chickens without my permission? Actually, I bought four. But I opened the sunroof without thinking. <laughs> Fernando! So much for Chicken Becky. Oh no, Chicken Becky. Oh, La Hijita. Are you ready for your big audition? I'm ready, but I really need your help. I need you to impress Signore Pignoli with how much your family loves the art of dance. Of course. We are your biggest athletic supporters. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. No. It means we are a jockstrap for her dreams. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> oh, well then, I guess it is what you meant. Oh, is there another Do you one hear there? pecking at the door? <laughs> oh, is it Chicken Becky? Chicken Becky, you found us. <laughs> Come in. Oh my goodness. This is so cute. I love the chicken aspect of this. It's so adorable. So Max, of course, comes in and you got, you know, three steps to get down into the living room. And he's got a radio flyer wagon carrying precious cargo, mind you, with the chickens. So Kimmy you know, helps him get the radio flyer wagon down. And DJ's like, Max, what are those? And I love how Max city shames her. Like, wow, you did grow up in the city. You really did grow up in the city. <laughs> I love how he describes them as he points to the one on the, um, the honey gold colored one is the goofy one. He refers to this one's Joey. The one with a big beak is Danny, which is the kind of a reddish brown colored one. And I'm just like, is that kind of a, a dig at Bob Saget saying like, oh, he's got a big nose or something? I don't know. And then, of course, the, the one with the Elvis hair, the charcoal black one here with a little uh, pompadour fluff on the top. Of course, that's Uncle Jesse. Aww. I love how Max says, you know, Fernando took him to the chicken store, which, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking like Tractor Supply Company. I haven't been to one in years, but can you buy chickens there? I don't know. I was just thinking about four age groups and whether they had uh, a chapter in San Francisco. Like, that would have been something cool to get Max into. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking about the horse aspect. How... DJ was into horses in season two of Full House. And then, of course, at the end of the show, Michelle was into it. And i just racking my brain here trying to think. I don't think there was ever... I mean, unless you count Ramona's unicorn horse, white horse. Was it Sprinkles or Sparkles? Princess Sparkles or Sprinkles or something? I know it was something cute like that. That's probably about its closest, like, aspect to the horse thing, you know, with Rocket or with Sergeant Peppermill, Michelle's rented horse. 
I mean, definitely 4-H. I really wish I could have been in 4-H. My sister got to be in it. My cousins also. My nephews. And I think even my niece might have. Um, but I think that would definitely about responsibility in raising a, a, a pet. Yeah, well, raising a farm animal and everything like that. So, so he ex- Max explains to DJ, this is part of my one kid can make a difference project. And Max looks at DJ like, we talked about this, remember? And she's, and she's, Tommy, she's like, yes, we did. We talked about you starting a little backyard sustainable farm. More likely, what DJ was probably referring to was something with, like, growing corn or maybe growing some tomato plants or something. A farm where you can, you know, grow vegetables and sell them at a fruit uh, little sidewalk stand or something out in the front yard. Um, I don't think she meant types of livestock or animal husbandry or poultry or you know, not go harking back to Rocket and the Horse. I'm like, hey, Deej, what if this is payback for you bringing Rocket into the house, the horse? <laughs> yes! You think of it like that, it is funny. <laughs> I love how Max kind of claps back with, you can't have a farm without chickens. I mean, old McDonald. A cluck cluck everywhere. <laughs> so Fernando comes in, hilarity ensues, as he says, I did not know until today that a chicken could get carsick. Uh, <laughs> DJ, of course, turns on Fernando and is like, Did you buy Max three chickens without my permission? And Fernando's like, Well, actually, it was four. Because he opened the sunroof and, well, there went Becky. <laughs> oh, poor Becky. He says so much for Chicken Becky because he opened the sunroof. Oh, boy. So, Fernando goes over, hugs Ramona, asks her if she's ready for her big audition. And Ramona says, almost, I really need you to impress Senor... What did she say his name is? Pignole, I believe. She says, I really need you to impress him with how much our family loves the art of dance. And I'm just thinking back to season one with Fernando... And Kimmy just cutting up that dance floor. And Fernando just smiles and says, Of course, we are your biggest athletic supporters. And Kimmy just kind of gives him this look like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. And Fernando is like, It means we are a jockstrap for her dreams. Like, gross? You? <laughs> then she, Kimmy's like, Oh, I guess it, is, it does. He knew what you meant after all. Of course, we hear some pecking at the door. And DJ's like, what's that pecking sound? Fernando goes to the door, opens it, and there's a white chicken. And, of course, there's Chicken Becky. Aww. All right, let's head to the backyard and see Max's little farm set up. So, we see Max has got a little chicken wire corral and a little space for the chickens to go in and you know sleep and lay eggs and whatever they do when we go to the backyard we see max has chicken danny and the way that he's kind of holding you know elias the actor who plays max is holding it and just kind of plops it down like a foot off the ground you know into the pen it kind of makes me think of 
when old Rose from Titanic like has the heart of the ocean necklace and she just goes boop and just falls let's just kind of just so delicately like boop there you are so of course Max wants to do the introductions as chickens meet my dog Cosmo and my aunt Stephanie now I'm kind of wondering how this is going to work with Cosmo he is a golden retriever I don't know, depending on, you know, a retriever's prey drives. Some retrievers, Labradors, do have high prey drives. It just depends. Maybe not all of them, but... I love how Stephanie just brought her books out with her. Her Tina Turner, her Janis Joplin. Her Now she's reading her Ariana Grande book. Chickens, meet my dog Cosmo and my Aunt Stephanie. <laughs> She's taking a little vacation. From what? Nobody knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. From a sassy eight-year-old. <laughs> I'm not sassy. I'm delightful. Sure, little man. Mom says they either have to help you with your garden or read something. So here I am. Oh, Mama, you have chickens? Of course she did. I'm her favorite son. Her face lights up every time I walk into a room. <laughs> Mom loves us all the same. Sure she does. <laughs> it's so cute that you believe that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go read something. <laughs> no, you're not. You're right. Chickens, have some corn cobs. Cosmo, I love you, but I'm very busy. Here, go fetch. Oh, buddy, I don't think you should have given that to your dog. So, just between us chickens, how much do you guys hate Colonel Sanders? Oh, Max. See, I love why they give this kid the, the best, funniest lines. And he's like, chickens, meet... My dog Cosmo and my aunt Stephanie. She's taking a vacation. From what? Nobody knows. And Stephanie just looks at him like, from sassy eight-year-olds. And she gets up and takes her books and goes inside. And he just looks back at the chickens and says, I'm not sassy. I'm delightful. I love his little garden setup. Now, there's no way in the world I would have the kind of commitment that Max does to this. Because we definitely see, as the season progresses, we do see his vegetables really flourish and grow and everything. And eventually come to fruition, which is great. He's got little... I don't even know what the term would be. They're like little, like, um... They're like long wooden trough like boxes. And I'm sure there's gotta be like a setup, like a name for that. Okay, so what I basically put in was a vegetable planting box, which when I looked that up, it pretty much looks just like the setup that Max has in the backyard. He's got three long rectangular sized boxes with three different types of vegetables. You know, probably carrots... Um, gosh, I don't know. Because the stalks are, like, really, really long. So I don't know if he's got three long boxes of vegetable boxes of, of carrots or what. 
So, what I'm seeing, where are the best herbs to grow outdoors? Let's see. Growing herbs from cuttings. Sturdy or woody stalks like sage, lavender, oregano, rosemary, and tarragon. Some of the best herbs to grow from cuttings. All right. Well, I guess it says raised garden beds, also called garden boxes, are great for growing small plots of veggies and flowers. They keep pathway weeds from your garden soil, prevent soil compaction, provide good drainage, and serve as barrier to pests. All right. Cool. See, I'm learning so much. This doesn't make me want to go out and, like, start a garden of veggies or anything. But I'm learning. So something that will is going to c come up later as an issue. We do see Max giving the chickens full corn on the cob. And I did look it up. I said, can chickens have corn cobs? Yes, corn on the cob is also fine for chickens. You can feed it to them either cooked or raw. Although I often hear from other owners that their chickens prefer cooked. The good thing about corn on the cob is that you can hang it with a piece of string or give your flock something to peck at and play with. Alright, gotcha. Apparently ducks cannot have, duck because they have a rounded bill, they cannot eat corn off the cob. There's simply too much danger of ingesting parts of the cob and choking. Got you. What about the corn husks? Oh, those are perfectly edible by pretty much every... Oh, by pretty much everything. Give them to horses, rabbits, guinea pigs. The chickens only eat them if they are penned up and have no other greens to pick through. Gotcha. See, I'm learning so much about animal husbandry and proper chicken care technique. Of course, Cosmo does not like to be left out of anything, you know, when it comes to Max, because they're buddies. And Max is like, sorry, Cosmo, I'm busy. I can't play with you right now. I have to take care of my chickens. And he gives the chickens, you know, the full corn on the cob. He takes one, tosses it across the yard off screen, and Cosmo just goes after it. And I gotta say, lucky, luck, luckily DJ is a vet, because... Um, Max is only eight years old. He thought maybe this is no different than just giving a dog a bone to chew on. Which those, again, you do have to watch because small shards can get, you know, stuck in. Especially a puppy. I mean, Cosmo looks to be about six months to a year old at this point. So, but still, they say you need to be watching, supervising them when they're chewing on stuff. Because small parts can break off, get lodged. It's not good. So, out comes Jackson. You know, before the whole Max is giving the corn cobs to the chickens and tosses one to Cosmo. Jackson says, well, Mom says I either have to help you with your garden or read something. So, I'm here to help you with your garden. And Jackson just now sees the chickens. He's like, what? Mom, let you have chickens? And I love how Max is like, of course she did. I'm her favorite son. And Jackson's like, Mom loves us all equally. <laughs> I love Max. He just goes over Jackson to Jackson, kind of pats his arm all like, yeah, you keep thinking that. He's like, I'm her favorite son. Her face lights up every time I walk into a room. <laughs> Jackson's like, Mom loves us all the same. Max goes over, pats Jackson's arm and says, It's so cute that you believe that. I'm like, oh my gosh. He's, he's so sassy. Okay, I gotta ask this. Put 
eight-year-old Max up against eight-year-old Stephanie for a sass match and see who would come out the vi- who would come out the victor in that. I would love to see <laughs> them with a sass match would be adorable to see. Okay, which person would come out on top of that with the best clapbacks? Jackson just turns around and says, you know what, I'm going to go read something. It's like, no, you're not. Jackson turns around and like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of wondering, and I bet anything, because uh, Jackson's only like 13, I can definitely not see DJ letting him read The Hunger Games until he's at least like 15, 16 years. I can definitely see her probably saying, you're not going to read that at all. Unless you're an adult. I don't know. What do you think? you think that DJ would let Jackson read the Hunger Games trilogy? I don't know. I think she would definitely be against it. Oh, Max, after Jackson goes inside, says, Hey, chickens, have some corn cob. And he takes out of a plastic container a corn cob. And when he says corn cob, Cosmo barks. At least Max acknowledges Cosmo. Like, Cosmo, I love you, but I'm very busy. Max grabs out of a plastic pail the corn cob and chucks it off screen. Oh my gosh, he's also got some, uh, he's got like some more of those garden boxes. He's got like three over there and then a couple others off to the side of the chicken coop. So this is, I love the audience reaction on this as... Max asks the chickens a question. So just between you chickens and, uh, and me, how much do you hate Colonel Sanders? All right, now we're going back into the living room with the Mommy and Me play date. We got Baby Tommy. We got Teddy and Brian. We got some toys. We got a helicopter, a bus, a plane. I'm not sure what that thing is. Is that? Oh, it's a little dog on a little string. Remember those? I remember those. Love how DJ's just talking to the little one-year-olds like they can understand. Like, okay, there's a dance audition going on here in the living room. And there's a chicken convention in the backyard. So she's like, what if we bake cookies in the kitchen? Oh, Tommy brings over the, the bus. <laughs> that would be a good way to kind of keep the kids out of... The living room, definitely kind of, you don't want him in there while this whole thing is going on. That just sounds like it's going to be a problem. We got one kid who's kind of sitting on the floor. Tommy's going back to pick up the helicopter. And the little boy in the red shirt and the suspenders there looks like he's he's got his back to the audience. And I don't know whether he's... Probably thinking, hmm, I'm going to run back there, back in that little alcove, or I'm going to make a run for the stairs. Well, since none of the babies said anything, she's like, alright, it's unanimous. There's a ring of the doorbell, the famous line, it's always open, as someone comes in. And I can't remember whether it's Matt and, I think it might be Matt and Crystal, or it might be, um dance instructor. It's Matt and Crystal. Apparently they've been biking because Matt comes in with the biker shorts, the biker shirt, and the helmet. And he looks like he's out of breath. So Matt's like, well, because DJ's like, what are you doing in your little uh, bike, tiny, tiny bike shorts? 
Matt's like, well, we were just mountain biking up and down all seven hills of San Francisco. Oh my gosh. How can you walk? Oh, Crystal's got a full day plan for her and Matt. They're going to swim to Alcatraz. Matt, his arms are literally glistening in sweat. Like, and not to mention his shirt is like, the front of his shirt is like damp. And I'm just like, I mean, Crystal's got the energy. Oh my, you just biked down, up and down all seven hills of San Francisco and now you want to swim to Al- Alcatraz. I'm like, girl, wow. Take a breath. <laughs> Maybe one activity per day. Yeah, I think definitely after that. Because you don't want to get tired if you're swimming to Alcatraz. You can't, like, try You can't believe, like, swimming all of a sudden I'm going to take a break in the middle of the ocean and just bob up and down. You can't do that. You can't do that. Well, Crystal, of course, wants to use the bathroom because she's probably been, like, drinking a lot of water, staying hydrated, and it's like, oh, good. Yeah. She's probably like, I'm going to go. So. Matt drops the facade as soon as Crystal is up the stairs. He's like, oh my gosh, DJ, she's killing me. I gotta lay down. Tommy, Teddy, Brian, there's gonna be a dance audition in here. And there's a chicken convention in the backyard. So what if we bake cookies in the kitchen? Any objections? (laughs) Okay, it's unanimous. that are very little. Well, we were just mountain biking up and down all seven hills of San Francisco. What fun that was. And next, we're going to swim to Alcatraz. Oh, boy. As soon as I use the little girl's room. Hope you don't mind. You just hurry up, sweetie. I can't wait to burn some more calories. She's killing me, DJ. I gotta lay down. <laughs> so, while Matt is trying to catch a breath, M strolls Cosmo with that corn cob in his mouth. And DJ notices, like, Cosmo, what are you doing with that corn cob? DJ's like, Cosmo, drop that. You can't have that. And of course, he goes behind the couch and you just hear this gulp, gulp, whoop, swallow. And I'm like, oh boy. Max, of course, being he's eight, he didn't know that Cosmo couldn't have it. This is going to be a good pet owner lesson learned here. DJ's like, oh, he swallowed it. Matt gets up right away. He's like, oh, no, that's not good. Max and Jackson come in, and Jackson's like, hey, Mom, thanks for making me read. I just finished To Kill a Mockingbird. Now, did he read? Because I know that there are, like, two separate versions. One is more like a kids school approved version, and then there's also one that I read as an adult that had more detail to it. And he's like, oh, spoiler alert, they killed the Mockingbird. I'm like, Jackson, not now. They have an emergency with Cosmo. And DJ's like, boys, we have a bigger problem. Cosmo swallowed a corn cob and she says, dogs can't digest something that big. And you just look at Max, it's just like, I didn't know that. Oh, no, he's like, I didn't know that. I threw him Threw one for him to fetch. It's like, oh, buddy. So Matt's like, don't worry. We just got to take him down to the clinic and get the corn cob out of him. That way it doesn't, you know, cause a obstruction. And (laughs) 
Matt's like, Matt, <laughs> Matt, Max. <laughs> Max is like, I'm coming with you. And so is Jackson. And of course, Jackson's probably like, why are you volunteering me to go with you? Now we have an issue because Matt and DJ got to go take Cosmo down to the vet to get him, you know, taken care of. Who's going to watch the mommy and me class? Where's Stephanie? Stephanie, your lazy Sunday has come to an end. Put down those rock biographies because you're going to babysit. Jackson's like, why do I have to go? And I love what Max says here. He's like, because when I don't have my dog, you're my emotional support animal. And Max just wraps his arms around Jackson's waist. Oh, yeah, he needs his big brother. Jackson, do this for him. Steph comes in talking about Ariana Grande and what she went through while she was on a, something called Sam and Cat. Is that a show that she was on? I don't know. And Stephanie's like, it's a miracle. She's so grounded. So DJ's like, Matt and I gotta go to the clinic. Will you watch the toddlers? And Stephanie just looks at her like, all of them? And DJ, she's like, no, pick your favorite. So Matt's like, all right, let's get in the car. And then he turns in the doorway and says, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm like, yeah, your girlfriend, Crystal, who's probably still using the bathroom. Hey, what are you doing with that corn cob? Cosmo, drop that. You can't have that. <gasps> no. He swallowed it. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Mom, thanks for making me read. I just finished To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, spoiler alert, they kill the mockingbird. <laughs> Boys, we have a bigger problem. Cosmo swallowed a corn cob. Dogs can't digest something that big. I didn't know that. I threw one for him to fetch. It's okay. We just got to take him down to the clinic and get this corn cob out of there. I'm coming with you. And so is Jackson. Why do I have to go? Because when I don't have my dog, you're my emotional support animal. Aww. <laughs> hey, Steph. You would not believe what they put Ariana Grande through on Sam and Cat. It is a miracle she's so grounded. <laughs> Matt and I need to get to the clinic. Will you watch the toddlers? All of them? <laughs> no, pick your favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right, three, have okay. fun. Here we go. In the car. Come on. Uh, hurry back. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Ankle biters, uh, give me a break and take a nap, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, on the market set, sleep. <laughs> All right, uh, I should tire you out first, okay? Ready? Here we go. Everybody chase me. Here we go. And I'm running. Ooh, Ooh cardio! So we get a call back to Uncle Jesse. I'm like, Steph, are you taking a page out of Uncle Jesse's playbook? And she calls the three toddlers angle biters. Now, Tommy, of course, is a toddler. The little cur dark curly haired boy with the overall, the suspenders and red shirt is a toddler. The boy in the light blue shirt looks to be about at least a year older than them. Maybe he's just on the big set. I don't know. And of course... <laughs> she's like hey I'll tire you out chase me as she starts run I thought she was gonna like as she was starting to run around I thought she was gonna do like duck duck goose and Crystal comes down like oh cardio and she starts following Stephanie around and like oh my god it's like no Crystal you can leave Matt's not there anymore <laughs> um word of warning we are now coming up on the pet clinic 
situation with Cosmo. I'm going to be describing that scene. If you have any medical trauma of, of any kind and you can't handle me describing this, if this scene gets to be too much, then if you want, you can just skip ahead. I'm just going to describe the scene, play the clip, and then move on. Well, there is definitely a corn cob in Cosmo's belly. Oh, wow. That's not the one I threw. Mine was yellow. It's the black and white. We're just going to make a little incision and take it out. You're going to cut Cosmo open? Don't do it! Cut me open instead! Aw, oh, buddy. How's that gonna help? You're right. Cut Jackson! <laughs> yeah, alright. Max, relax, okay? We're gonna put Cosmo to sleep. It won't hurt him a bit. Cosmo? I'm sorry. I'm your doggy daddy and I let you down. Oh, buddy, it's alright. Come on, boy. These things happen. Hey, don't worry, Max, okay? He's gonna be fine. He better be. Cosmo's my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> okay, no pressure. <laughs> a little nerve-wracking operating on our family dog. I really appreciate you being here. I'm always here for you. Aww. Sorry. Oh, it's Crystal. Oh. Yeah, that's what you forgot. Yeah. That's what I forgot. <laughs> Once a right, so Max comes out. Max, Max and Matt. Oh my goodness. Matt comes out with the image of the X-ray of Cosmo's stomach. Shows Max that the corn cob is in, definitely in his stomach. Max is like, that doesn't look like the corn cob I threw. Mine was yellow. It's like, oh, it's a black and white, it's an x-ray. So clearly, they have to cut Cosmo open to take the, you know, obstructing the blockage out before it causes any damage. Hopefully it didn't cause any damage going down. You know, his his throat and everything like that. Um, I'm not a vet, but um, it's clearly it's something that he can't just pass through his system because it's going to do probably more damage than it probably already has so they tell max we and he's like what you have to cut him open it's like well that's really the only way that we're going to be able to get this out of him and max is like cut me open instead you know what on second thought cut jackson open and jackson's just like what and you feel bad for max i mean if you've ever had a pet that has had to go to the vet for some form of surgery Especially a surgery like that where they've swallowed something they shouldn't have. It's created a blockage and it has to be taken out. It's always, there's always a risk. You're always nervous. Like, what happens if something goes wrong? And I just, you feel bad for Max. He's like, you know, he's my best friend in the world. And he's just like, oh, buddy. And I just, I feel bad for him. I mean, this is a sad lesson learned that you really... Even when when dogs are puppies and stuff like that, you gotta watch them like every second because they will put whatever they find in their mouth, and you know a lot of times it's not gonna be something that's good for them. That's why they say you know even you know with puppies it's almost like you know a baby and stuff. You have to watch them every minute because they're gonna put something in their mouth that isn't good for them, and something could happen. 
even though Cosmo really isn't a puppy anymore at this point, it's like, and Max, he didn't know. He probably thought like, oh, it's like throwing a stick or throwing a bone or something. It's not going to, even with sticks, you have to be careful too, because they can break off, they can get lodged, that kind of thing. And of course, DJ's like, oh, great. And I have this pressure. I mean, she probably feels uncomfortable. I mean, this is, you know, her family dog that she's operating on. And, of course, is in there. His phone dings. He finds out, like, oh, that's what I forgot. Yeah, yeah your girlfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, DJ even says, you know, they will have to put him, him under, of course. I mean, you can't. Oh, it looks like a little uh, to-do list. Like, vacuum, scrub, disinfect table, and surfaces. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the little whiteboard on there. And I like that DJ's like, you know, this is really nerve-wracking nerve-wracking, operating on the family dog, and she looks at Matt and she's like, I really appreciate you being here. And he says, there isn't anything that I wouldn't do for you. And it's really, it's a sweet moment. You guys know I love DJ and Steve. They're married and everything. But in season two, I do like DJ and Matt here. I really, really do. For, for the short time, I mean, if... For whatever reason, DJ couldn't be with Steve for whatever reason. Like, if it was just off the table, like Steve wasn't there, Matt would be my ultimate choice. I mean, honestly, I if I had to choose, like, Matt over Viper and Nelson, 100% Matt. He, yeah, he just looks at her and he says, I'm always here for you. And I'm like, oh, I love Matt. I love Matt. He is a sweetheart and he's not bad on the eyes either. I like his reaction. He's like, oh, it's Crystal. He's like, oh, the thing I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we are back at the house. We're done with the doctor vet visit scene for the time being. And I'll give you a heads up when we go back to it. If there's any type of medical terminology that could possibly be triggering, just give I'll give you know, you all you know, that are going through that, that I will give you guys a heads up to let you know, like, skip ahead for a little bit. Oh, she, oh, Steph, I love you. <laughs> She's got this puppet on her hand. It's got this yellow, like, yarn hair. And she's telling them all a story. She's like, once upon a time, there was a beautiful princess named Stephanie. And I love how she clarifies. And when I say beautiful, I am talking Fairest in the land, smoking hot. <laughs> I love how that puppet still has the, like, the tag on it that it was got from the store. <laughs> that is one creepy puppet. Sock puppet. It is, wow. Nice work on it, yeah, but just, I don't want that thing waking me up in the morning. <laughs> the little boy who looks a little bit bigger than Tommy and the other kid. What did he say? He says something like, train, but he looks like his lips are trembling, like he's about ready to break into tears. Oh my gosh, she is so rehashing, like, now one lazy Sunday, which she totally deserved. Oh god. He was suddenly besieged by three tiny monsters. Oh, those are so cute. The little finger puppets. There's a little blonde haired one to represent Tommy, and then the other two would... <laughs> the little brown hair and the little curly cue going down the front are <laughs> the other two kids. Who, the, whoever designed those, oh, amazing work. 
amazing work, definitely. So yeah, she's just going on saying, you know, each of the three little tiny monsters had a special magic power. Now one could spill apple juice out of even the strongest sippy cup. One can throw a tantrum for no one could throw a tantrum for no reason. What is Dashiell or Fox doing to this? But oh my gosh, is he gonna pull his hair? I'm nervous. I am so and we got the other boy who looks to be about maybe two and a half three is definitely looking off screen at one of his parents. Oh my gosh, I'm Dashiell or Fox. I'm not sure which one who's playing Tommy right at this minute, but he's got his hand on the top of this boy's head, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, is he going to pull hair? I am so nervous. Oh, he's just rubbing his head. <laughs> he's just rubbing his head. Like, oh, whoo. And she brings up the other power, like, oh, and the third could fill a diaper with such volume that it brought tears to the princesses oh look at behind Stephanie can't see it but we got uh chicken Joey and chicken Danny coming in oh boy chicken Becky where's chicken Uncle Jesse there he is he's peeping behind the couch <laughs> there he is <laughs> oh no how did they get loose oh Max I don't think that chicken coop was structurally sound. They got out. They made a break for it. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful princess named Stephanie. And when I say beautiful, I am talking fairest in the land, smoking hot. <laughs> now, one lazy Sunday, which she totally deserved, she was suddenly besieged by three tiny monsters. Each with their own magic powers. Now one could spill apple juice out of even the strongest sippy cup. One could throw a tantrum for no reason whatsoever. And the third, he could fill a diaper with such speed and volume that it brought tears to the princess's eyes. Oh, oh no. and look, enchanted chickens from a magic portal. Hi, Gotti, it's Signori Pignoli. Oh, boy. Uh, what's on my dance floor? Uh, well, <laughs> it's, you know, some free-range chickens, uh, some free-range babies, and a couple sock puppets. <laughs> Maybe he won't notice. <laughs> Buongiorno! Like. It looks like a petting zoo full of chickens and piggies. Oh, well, we were just leaving. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Princess Stephanie. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're the first adult that I've talked to all day. Fascinating. Here, hold the baby. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Shoo, chickens. Uh, Danny, Jesse, Joey, Becky, get out. This is our house now. <laughs> I'll take that. Oh, oh, and look what is going on in there. There is a chicken riding a baby. Chicken riding a baby. All right, no more distractions. I hope not. Um, I don't think she wanted you to be part of the audition. Fernando and Kimmy. Who are those people? I don't know. I have no idea. No. <laughs> 
We are Fernando and Kimberlina Aguiler Hernández Guerrero. Fernández Guerrero, the proud parents of Ramón Aguiler. Hernández Guerrero, Fernández Guerrero. Oh, that's right. <laughs> They're my family. They love to dress up. Es un honor para encontrar en hoy. We just came from a ballroom dancing class because everyone in our family loves the art of dance. Ho sentito che sei il migliore frullino per uova in tutta la lenatoria di danza. Oh boy. Excuse me, I'll be right back. Formaggio alla griglia. Oh. You guys are embarrassing me. How? We were being supportive like you asked us to. I even learned Italian. Oh, no, you didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> this isn't what I meant. You guys went way overboard. Now, go way away. Ramona, I am right on the brink of getting my feelings hurt. Oh, I don't have time to worry about your feelings. Ouch. Buonanotte, calamari. <laughs> So, of course, chaos slowly starts to build here. It's not at its full peak, but we have the chickens coming in, and then Ramona comes in, and she's like, what's on my dance floor? Stephanie's like, um, some free-range chickens, some free-range babies, and, uh, sock puppets. And Ramona's like, oh, maybe he won't notice because, you know, um... The dance instructor. I'm just going to call him the dance instructor. He's at the door. And the guy is just like, what is all this? And Stephanie, like, hands Tommy off to the dance instructor who is just holding Tommy, like, arm's length, like, away from him. And Stephanie gets the other two <laughs> kids. And, of course, shouts to... Chicken Becky, Chicken Danny, Chicken Joey, and Chicken Jesse. Like, out, 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 get out. This is our house now. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, is that a callback to the fact that they don't live there anymore? <laughs> so, of course, I mean, I'm sorry if it feels like I'm rushing through the scene. But, um, anyway, Stephanie's able to get the kids and the chickens out of there. And then here comes Fernando and Kimmy. They want to be supportive of Ramona. And they're dancing. And showing off their dance moves. And Ramona is just like, this isn't what I wanted. When I said I wanted you to support me. You're, and she's basically like, you're embarrassing me. Can you please go? And yes, Fernando and Kimmy's feelings are hurt. Like, oh, our daughter's embarrassed by us. And Kimmy's like, I learned Italian. And uh, the instructor's like, no, you didn't. And it's like, she's saying stuff like grilled cheese and... We are so pleased for you to meet us and this and that. I'm like, um, yeah. I gotta say real quick, though, before we move on from the scene, we go back to the vet clinic. I love Kimmy's spangled dress. It's, you know, multicolored with blue and violet. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of... I guess if you want to call it sequence, it almost makes me think of like a, um, like an ice skater's like Olympic outfit. Fernando, of course, is wearing a black vest with a nice silk shirt underneath that's unbuttoned all the way down. 
his chest. He just looks really, really, <laughs> really nice. <laughs> but all right, let's get back to the pet clinic. Max is blaming himself. That stupid corn cob. He's probably thinking, if I didn't get those chickens, none of this would have happened. It's like, oh, stupid corn cob. This is why I hate vegetables. So I like how Jackson is being a great big brother here. Just telling Max, Cosmo's going to be fine. Mom is one of the top five vets in San Francisco. And Jackson, of course, got that from one of the brochures. It's like, says so right here in this pamphlet she wrote. Of course, the episode titled Doggy Daddy actually comes from what Max refers to himself. You know, I'm his doggy daddy, and I'm sorry I let him down. It's like, aww. You know, we all feel bad when we make, you know, a mistake with our pet, and our pet ends up, you know, having to go to the vet and everything. And, yeah, we, we, we blame ourselves. But it's like, it's just a lesson learned. And it's sad that it's got to be, you know, a lesson that our pet ends up in the vet for it, but... Jackson's like, it was an accident. And Max is like, and I'm sorry I said I was mom's favorite. Max is clearly so upset by this that he, it's all like confession time. Because he's like, I'm sorry I said that I was mom's favorite. And Jackson's like, don't worry about it, Max. And Max is like, and I'm sorry I gave your bike to a homeless man. I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> Jackson, of course, like, it's okay. You did what? Max is like, I didn't have any spare change. Oh boy. To be part of that one kid can make a difference campaign that he's working on. So Jackson, of course, is flipping out now. He's like, what were you thinking? I made mom file a police report. So Max is like, be nice to me. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> so Jackson is like, did I ever tell you about Leon, my gecko? I love Max's response here. It's like, the one that left you to go work at that insurance company? I love the gecko commercials. I, I mean the gecko gecko commercials. What one do you like better? The one with the gecko? Because you still see him. Or do you like the one with the pig? Remember the pig when it's in the car and it's got the little, um, sp you know, little spinning wheel or the, um, I can't even think of what the heck they're called. The little pinwheels, yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> it's like, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> and the mom has to, like, yell at him. <laughs> I mean, as much as the little piggy was cute in the gecko, I, I definitely prefer the gecko over the pig. Jackson's like, yes, I made that up. I'm like, no, duh, you made that up. <laughs> but Jackson admits the truth is I let Leon play outside. I went inside for a fudge sickle, and when I got back, he was gone. Who wrote this joke because that is gold? <laughs> Max is like, so he can't save me up to 15% of my car insurance? <laughs> the, who writes for Max? I want to meet them and talk to them because this is the best. He's, he's the best. He's the best. These jokes are gold. And Jackson's like, I'm afraid not. And Max just looks at Jackson like, how's that story supposed to help me? <laughs> Jackson's like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. It's the only pet story I got. But I mean, I like just Jackson just comes around like, trust me, everything's going to be okay. As he kind of thumbs back to like, our mom's got this. And Matt's there too. So Cosmo's in good hands. Stupid corn cob. This is why I hate vegetables. <laughs> Cosmo's going to be fine. Mom's one of the top five vets in San Francisco. Says so right here in this pamphlet she wrote. 
but I'm his doggy daddy, and I'm sorry I let him down. It was an accident. I'm sorry I said I was mom's favorite. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry I gave your bike to a homeless man. It's okay. You did what? I didn't have any spare change. Uh, what were you thinking? I made mom file a police report. Be nice to me. I'm having a bad day. Did I ever tell you about Leon, my gecko? The one that left you to go work at that insurance company? Yes, but uh, I made that up. The truth is, I, I let Leon play outside, and I went inside for a fudgesicle. When I came back, Leon was gone. So he can't save me up to 15% on my car insurance? <laughs> I'm afraid not. How's that story supposed to help me? Not sure. It's the only pet story I got. But trust me, everything's gonna be okay. Thanks, Jackson. So I gotta say this, Ramona's dancing is it's okay. I mean for for a girl her age, I don't really I'm not trying to be harsh here. It just it I mean if I were him, I'm just I'm not really wowed by it. It's really nothing hugely spectacular. I mean she does put a lot of work into her dancing and stuff from what we see in season one with the dance troupe that she's in and everything when I cover that episode, but I'm just because this is something that we do see what in season one, also season two. I think this mainly carries this interest of, you know, dance does kind of carry her through like season three and four, I thought as well. It's pretty much I've just seen these episodes once unless I'm reviewing it for the podcast so I mean she's a cute dancer I just think with some more training and years behind her and stuff like that she will do and I'm just saying this my own opinion I have no experience in dance I never seen the ballet I don't watch dancing with the stars none of that stuff but it's good you know she's good for a beginner but I think definitely with the right trainer and stuff and her you know putting in the training and time and years and stuff you'll definitely improve Sonny Bringus definitely she did bring it I, I like that she definitely brought that for the character of Ramona I just think over time the character of Ramona with the dance and stuff will with training and practice and all that will go pretty far I didn't really care for because towards the end of the dance she did like sit on the couch and by the time she was on the couch she was just doing some you know hand gesture moves with her her face and and, the, and hands and stuff and it's like you gotta be on your feet more like listen to me I'm talking like I actually know what I'm talking about but I really don't so yeah let's see what the um the instructor has to say about you know her performance and everything is he going to be inspiring and positive, or is he going to be devastating and negative? Ramona, the way you move, <laughs> like an Italian widow at a meatball buffet. That, that That's exactly what I was going for.
for? <laughs> now, show me, what else have you got? Oh, that was all I prepared. Listen, I would like to see something more ballroom, like what you see on those wildly popular competition dance shows. Of course he would, because Show me a cha-cha-cha, yeah, a quick step, a paso doble. It's a shame you're not me. <laughs> I am so great. I can tango, but I need a partner. Go ask your dad. Don't move. Yeah, you Merlina, you slay me. Hey, Mom, Papa. Good to see you're still here. Well, we are certainly not allowed to be in there. I would like to sincerely apologize for my rudeness earlier in the day, but I need you to come back in there and help me out. So, what do you say? Everybody forgives me, and great, let's go. Mm, nice try, sweetie. I notice no one is coming with me. What's the magic word? <laughs> Please? Wrong. <laughs> I was pleased, not the magic word. Yeah, really, it's always been the magic Based word. Based on what we overheard while eavesdropping, <laughs> the magic word is, will you tango with me, papa? <laughs> will you tango with me, papa? Ah. <laughs> the magic word. <laughs> Shall we dance? All right. So uh, this is pretty much just visual. Uh, she's tangoing with Fernando. I like this here because there's more involvement with another person, which gets her... Seems to, I mean, when you're not with another person, you're kind of reacting to them and their movements and their steps and everything, and you have to really focus. I mean, it's, you know, when she was with herself, it was cute and everything. But, I mean, the guy didn't really play fair. I mean, he's like, well, what else do you have for me? Which, you know, she said, that's, this is all I prepared. And he's like, well, I want to see, like, uh, a tango or you know this kind of type of dancing because you know those like those dance shows which of course bringing it into the dancing with the stars and all that but um it kind of I think that was a bit unfair for I mean but then again if this is one of those guys from those top dance studios you probably want to practice more than one type of dance so you can see like a variety of many dip, different types of dance, different types of skills that you have. The audience loves the dance. I think they both do a spectacular job. And it seems like the instructor is very impressed because he's like, stop, like in the middle of like, what? Stop! <laughs> you move like a gazelle in the night. Graceful, elegant, gazellish. Is he going to Fernando or? Ramona, I found it very demeaning to rate dances with a score, but people seem to like it. So, <laughs> ten! Woo! Okay. Ramona, I would be honored <coughs> to be your dance coach. Really? You mean it? Yes! Yes, I do. Oh. 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 This will be our first and last group hug. So, 
favor and relieve. <laughs> All right, looks like we're going back to the pet clinic. All right, again, for anyone who is triggered by any of this uh, medical talk here as I play the clip, it looks like um, just skip ahead a little bit. We got DJ and Matt. They've finished working on Cosmo. Looks like he is still out from the anesthetic. And Matt is congratulating DJ on, you know, her work and everything. And same, you know, for Matt. Great work, Dr. Fuller. If I ever swallow a corn cob, I know who to call. (laughs) Thank you for being here. It was really sweet of you. Yeah. So... Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't wait any longer. Is Cosmo okay? Who? Oh, yeah, Cosmo came through like a champ. Yeah, a little rest and he'll be as good as new. Really? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I helped. <laughs> I tried to help. <laughs> Mom, I've been thinking. All of this happened because I'm a terrible doggy daddy. I don't deserve Cosmo, so could you take care of him for me? Oh, Max. You're a wonderful doggy daddy. And parenting isn't about being perfect. It's about love. And nobody loves this dog more than you do. Cosmo is very lucky to have you. That's very true. And I'm lucky to have him. Okay, Cosmo, I'm giving myself a second chance. (laughs) And I promise I'll do better. Uh, Could someone lift me up so I can give Cosmo a kiss? I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Send me the bill. (laughs) And then I'll give it to you, Mom. All right, so before Jackson and Max come in, Matt and DJ hug, and I'm just thinking, yeah, I can tell there's something but still between them, that that magic there that they had (laughs) from season one. Almost literally looks like they're about to kiss. Of course, Max comes in, asks how Cosmo's doing. Cosmo, he's out on the table, and... Max is saying, you know, I was a t- terrible doggy daddy. I don't deserve to have Cosmo. Mom, can you take care of him for me? And I love what DJ does. She says, you know, nobody, nobody is a perfect parent. We all make mistakes. And I know that nobody loves Cosmo more than you do. You're a great doggy daddy. And it's just like, oh, and he hugs her and thanks her. And Matt's like, well, I helped too. <laughs> he hugs Matt. And of course, Jackson's like, I helped. It's like, eh, kind of. So Max hugs him. And he's like, can someone lift me up so I can kiss Cosmo? And Matt lifts him up and he gives him a kiss. And I'm just like, oh. Max is like, okay, mom, send me the bill and I'll give it to you. <laughs> 
So the boys leave, and of course, Matt and DJ are kind of like, okay, so where are we now? And it's just like, I think they're admitting that they still definitely have feelings for each other, and Matt is more than likely like, you know, I made a mistake with Crystal, I just really realize that I really want to be with you. And I'm just like, oh, I know team Matt and DJ forever. But right now I am fully in the Matt DJ camp right now. So where were we? In the middle of a pretty awkward moment. (laughs) That's happening again. Maybe we should talk about that awkward thing. Maybe we should. Or maybe we shouldn't. You have a girlfriend. Yeah. You're right. I keep forgetting her. Not fair to Crystal. Yeah. Thank you. I'll uh, finish up here. Yes. And um, I'm going to get out of these bike shorts because I can't feel a thing below my waist. And that worries me. Yikes. So, yeah, DJ does bring up the fact, like, this is an awkward moment. You He's like, maybe we should talk about this awkward moment. And she's like, well, you do have a girlfriend. And he's like, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about Crystal. And it's like, you really, I was, now I I did say I have not seen this since it aired. And I thought they were going to kiss. I'm like, no, DJ's not going to be doing that with someone who's someone else's boyfriend. She's not going to do that. So, it's like, just kind of table this. Matt, you need to work out what your feelings are for DJ. If you do care about her and you still want to be in a relationship with her, then you need to tell Crystal the truth and be honest. Because it's not fair to Crystal. And DJ, you need to be honest with Matt. If what you're feeling for him is if you want to be with him, then then be with him. But you guys, you got to be fair to each other. You got to be fair to Crystal. But yeah, just kind of table that awkward conversation. Let Matt take care of Crystal in his you know, relationship if he still wants one with her. Now we're going to go back to the house and we have Stephanie finishing up the Ariana Grande picture book to Tommy. Who looks like he really cares. So after 23 years on this big blue marble... I've learned that with the right personal trainer, you can climb any mountain. May all your dreams be grande. Ariana out. Oh, I like that ending. That's kind of cute. Wow. Grande. You know, it is so nice to see things turn out well for one of those child sitcom stars. She was a child sitcom star? I didn't know that. Come on, Max. Let's go give Cosmo's medicine. Cosmo, to make it up to you, I'll give you a big bowl of chocolate ice cream. No, you oh, won't. No, chocolate is poisonous for dogs. Seriously? These dogs should come with an owner's manual. Well, you can look up any type of dog care on the internet or books. Whoa! Oh, look at you. You have everything <laughs> under control. Thanks for taking care of Tommy's little friends. Their moms picked them up? Uh, yeah, I assume so. You know, when I woke up, they were gone. What? <laughs> oh, okay. He's kidding. <laughs> All right, I will go put Tommy to bed. Oh, and by the way, Chicken Jesse is in your bathtub? Not my problem. <laughs> Open. All right, so <laughs> we got DJ coming back with Max and Jackson and Cosmos on a leash. He's got the cone of shame around his neck. He's got a um, bandage around his midsection. And of course, Max is like, 
Alright, I'm gonna celebrate your uh, recovery with a big bowl of chocolate ice cream. And luckily, DJ's like, no, 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 Max, no, that chocolate's poisonous for dogs. And Max is like, these dogs should come with owner's manuals. I'm like, well, you can look up any information you need either on the internet or get a big old golden... I got two golden retriever owner manuals, even though I do not own a golden retriever, but I hope, plan to be one one day. And then hopefully... In the next five years. Four to five years. Of course, Stephanie is going to put Tommy to bed. <laughs> TJ's like, oh, how'd it go with the other kids? Did their parents pick them up? And Stephanie's like, well, I assume so. I mean, uh, I woke up and then they were not here. So I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, I'm kidding. She says, chicken Jesse is in your bathtub. Not my problem. So she goes upstairs with Tommy. The doorbell rings. In walks Matt. All right, let's hear what he has to say. Did he end things with Crystal to be with DJ? Let's find out. Hi, DJ. Hi, Matt. What? Oh, um, you better broke up with your girlfriend. What are you doing? <coughs> I broke up with Crystal. You did? Yes. Look, we had this big talk, and we agreed that. I still have strong feelings for you, DJ. And then she just rollerbladed off into the sunset. Okay. <laughs> really? You still have feelings for me? You know I do. All I want is to give you and me a real shot. If you still have any feelings for me. Oh, I think she does. No, I do. <laughs> go, DJ. Oh, here we go. Team Matt. I win. Hey up. <laughs> hey, I'm not counting Steve out yet. Double or nothing? You're on. You know that Steve and Dean are endgame 100%. Were they betting on us? They sure were. No! Maybe? Kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, looks like Matt and DJ are together because he walks in, he kisses her. Of course, she's like, wait a minute. Hold up. What about Crystal? He's like, I broke up with her. I told her I still have strong feelings for you. And Crystal rollerbladed off into the sunset. And of course, he's like, I really want to want to give us a shot if you still want to, if you still have strong feelings for me. And she's like, you know I do. And they kiss. And, of course, we see DJ. We see we see Steph and Kimmy. Like, oh, D-Matt, pay up. <laughs> so Kimmy's like, no, I'm still, I'm still Team Steve. So double or nothing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and Matt's like, are they making a bet on us? It's like, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> All right, well, we haven't been to Ramona's world since that uh, diaper in the toilet incident, so let's see what's going on with that. Welcome to Ramona's world, my vlog exploring the world of Ramona with your host, Ramona. <laughs> For the past two weeks, I've been studying with world-renowned dance coach, Signore Giuseppe Pignoli. He loves me, but I think he loves my family more. Oh, really? Let me show you. <laughs> this has been going on non-stop for the past Dancing. week. Dancing! DJ and Stephanie have dance fever. 
It's 2 a.m. Tomorrow he's got the whole family doing West Side Story. It's been two weeks since everything happened, and I think that Sergio likes the family a lot because he's got everyone doing, going to be doing West Side Story. We got Stephanie and DJ dancing with him. It's 2 a.m., and of course, they do the thing with the judges where Kimmy gives a 10, Fernando gives a 10, and Tommy gives a 2. It's like, there's always one judge that's impossible to please, and it's just, I think it's cute. I just, I think it's adorable. I wish we had gotten, like, the boys, but it's like 2 (laughs) a.m., but um, I thought this was a cute episode. I had so much fun with this. The best outfit, I actually want to, I want to give it to Kimmy with her, I'm just going to call it like the ice skating, like a figure, figure skating, like dress type of thing is really pretty. And then of course, running up, I think I want to give it to Fernando because I really, I liked that like silk unbuttoned shirt with the black vest over. It was really good too. So those are my best outfits. As far as worst outfit goes, um, I just go on record and say, I don't think anyone had a worst outfit this episode. I really don't. I mean, maybe some, you know, Jackson and Max and you know, Stephanie were, you know, ordinary-ish. They're nice, but they weren't terrible. They weren't, like, the worst thing ever. Um, I think instead of calling it Lesson Learned, I think I want to start calling it, like, Tanner's Teachables. So, I think for Tanner's Teachables, definitely if you're a kid and you have a dog, you know, hopefully your parents are also helping care that they're not just putting it all onto you. But also if you are unsure whether your pet should be eating a certain something, ask mom and dad. Or look it up on the internet. Or get a book on the specific breed that you have. Or if it's a mixed breed, just get a basic dog book. Or like I said, ask mom and dad. Look it up on the internet. The the internet and just the world in general is just there are so many outlets of information out there. Um, I, when I lived in Michigan, I think it was a couple of years, has it been a couple of years? Um, I joined the Michigan Golden Retriever group, even though I don't have one yet. But it's a plethora of just information of owners, just exchanging information and pictures and stuff. And you just, you learn so, so much. So, yeah, just, or even, yeah, Facebook, there are so many Facebook groups out there for, you know, dog breed owners and stuff like that, or, 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 or whatever, just, just, you don't know something, just ask, someone may have the answer, you never know. And definitely, we all know, chocolate is poisonous to dogs, so keep that away from the dogs. 
let's see, Tanner's Teachables, in Ramona's case, definitely, if you have something like that, an audition for someone, especially, like, you know, dance, probably, or even, at, like, I, you're going up for an acting gig, or something like that, and you just have more than one type of scene prepared, just as a back, or just, that works in any scenario, always have a plan B, always have a backup plan, you never, because you never know when you're gonna, you know, they might not be impressed by this, but they could be impressed by this. Get a couple of things, you know, and even, even Ramona with the dance thing is like, have, you know, learn, you know, some other types of dance as well, not just showcase. You have many, many talents and stuff, and as far as dancing, you know, a variety of things. Like, you, I specialize in this, but I also can do this and this. Um, Tanner's Teachables for DJ. If, you know, um, when it comes to relationships, just the main key is just be honest. Honesty and communication is a big, big thing. And in regards also to Max, not just with animal care, but just anything, you want to look up projects that you want to change the world in some ways. You want to, you know, try to help the environment and just, just... Learn different pro. There are different things that you can, you know, look on the internet and just see little things that you can try and just, you know, research. Make sure you know what you're getting into, the involvement, what you need, and all that stuff. And just remember, patience. Things take time. It's not going to happen right away. That's another thing. Um, I say honestly, favorite character for this episode. And I tend to always go with Max. So Max is going to be my runner-up. So I'm going to pick somebody else. I want to go with Jackson. Jackson was a very good big brother here. He really helped calm Max down when he was feeling bad. DJ also did the same thing. You, you are not. You are the best doggy daddy. No parent is perfect. You know, you're going to make mistakes and everything. But don't, you know, bring yourself down and... Or don't tear yourself down because of, you know, one little mistake. They're all teachable moments. As far as for worst character of the episode, I really don't have one. Nobody was the worst in any way. Or no one, I mean, it's not like DJ went and kissed Matt when she knew he was with somebody. Otherwise, that definitely she would have been on my worst um, character of the episode. So... As far as relatable, um, I actually cannot, I don't believe I have a a relatable. I I am not into dance, I'm not into uh, animal husbandry, or um, cultivating vegetables, growing them out in my backyard, because I don't have one. (laughs) Um, Even if I did, I just, it's not my thing, I don't have a green thumb. I don't even like to water plants because I know eventually that's the thing, you know, when um, Jeremy's mom had given me like a little plant thing, I just stressed so much. Like I put it on top of my bookshelf and, and I kept forgetting it was up there and forget to water it. Um, and I was just so stressed like, oh, what if Quinn starts eating? How do I know this isn't poisonous? And so I just, I don't. I'm not big on watering flowers. Even the one that we got, like, to stick in front of the, um, the front concrete porch for the picture for selling our house, you know, for the, to make it, 
look nice and stuff. I kept like, oh gosh, I guess I forgot. It's been a day or so. I better water that plant before it dies. Because uh, I got a plan to like spruce up the, the front porch a little bit in the front of the house. But um, yeah. Alright, so again, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Elias Harger, who plays Max Fuller on Fuller House, and I hope he has a great day. And I will see, I'll be back next week when I'll be releasing the last episode in the Grandparents' Day series entitled The Last Dance from Season 7. So, and after that, we're going to start the Back to School episodes. Actually, it's going to be called the Back to School series part two. Back to School part two series. Because I already did that last September. So this is part two. <laughs> Alright everybody. Have a great, great week and weekend. And please be safe out there. Take precautions. Bye bye.